This audio was recorded on Monday, Thursday, April 9th, 2020. We opened up the video with this statement that I'd like to read for you before you listen to this. It says, This pre-recorded video is a compilation of Monday, Thursday worship services from 2018 and 2019. It runs for a few seconds more than one hour and includes many folks from our congregation. We hope that you will overlook the audio and video quality in some places. This is a learning process for us as we go through this whole time and try to create a personal and meaningful time of reflection for our congregation and our friends and our visitors as well. We continue to pray, of course, for all of those in this time of illness, especially the first responders and the caregivers and everyone providing us with essential services every single day. God bless you all. Stay safe, and thanks for listening. This evening is about entering into a time and a space that we can't possibly enter into. None of us can sit at that same table that Jesus and his disciples sat at some millennia ago. But we can, we can find ourselves inclined toward that place in a way that touches something inside of us that we may notice tonight, something perhaps that's missing, that was there in some way. And that may come to you tonight through the candles, through the singing, through the readings, through the quiet time. But that's what we're seeking because in this world, we're seeking what's missing, aren't we? to complement what we know needs to be and what we have. 
When, in the darkness of space, the morning stars sing together, they sing of you, a joyful, shining chorus. The clouds scatter by lightning, and for a moment, not longer, our eyes trace the outline of such a mystery. Such, O oh God, is our knowledge of you. We have seen you pass by, nearby, and blinded by brightness and shrouded tonight in advancing sadness, we have barely seen the outline of a mystery. But it is enough to keep us from falling, enough to bring us here, enough to believe. God be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Gracious God, you give us the sun to illuminate the day and the moon and the stars to shine by night. Kindle in us the flame of your love so much that our lives broadly reflect the radiance of your light. May the world awaken and be full of the splendor of your glory. Through Jesus, the risen Christ, the Son of Righteousness. Amen.
Let us pray. Spirit of Christ, be with us now. We may try to avoid this hour of trouble. We may not stay awake. Help us to face our fear of the cross on which you died. Help us face the crosses we must carry to honor your life. We are your faithful. We too sometimes follow you with confusion and fear. Strengthen us, we pray, so we may follow without fear that holds us back, but with courage that overcomes the darkness into the light.
According to Luke, a new commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And according to Luke, then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb would be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? They asked. And he replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owners of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover.
Let us pray. Spirit of Christ, be with us now, even though we may try to avoid this hour of trouble, we may not stay awake. Help us to face our fear of the cross on which you died. Help us face the crosses we must carry to honor your life and one another's. Let us continue. We are your faithful. We too sometimes follow you with confusion and fear. Strengthen us, we pray, so we may follow without fear that holds us back, but with courage that overcomes the darkness into the light. Amen. According to Luke and Matthew, after sunset, when it was time, he sat down with all the apostles and said, you have no idea how much I've looked forward to eating this Passover meal with you before I enter my time of suffering. It's the last time I'll eat with you until we all meet together in the kingdom of God. During the meal, he said, I have something hard but important to say to you. One of you is going to hand me over to the conspirators. They were stunned and then began to ask one after another, it isn't me, is it, Rabbi? Jesus answered, the one who hands me over is someone I eat with daily, one who passes me food at the table. In one sense, the son of humanity is entering into a way of treachery well marked by the scriptures. No surprises here. In another sense, that one who turns him in turns traitor to the son of humanity. Better never to have been born than do this. Judas, already traitor, said, it isn't me, is it, Rabbi? Jesus said, don't play games with me, Judas. Mandatum Novum, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. 
the sharing of the bread and the cup. Then came the day of bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparation for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? they asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters, and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparation there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When it was time, he sat down, all the apostles with him, and said, You've no idea how much I have looked forward to eating this Passover meal with you before I enter my time of suffering. It's the last one I'll eat until we all eat it together in the kingdom of God. Taking the cup, he blessed it, then said, Take this and pass it among you. As for me, I'll not drink wine again until the kingdom of God arrives. Taking bread, he blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, given for you. Eat it in my memory. He did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant, written in my blood, blood poured out for you.
the shadow of betrayal. Leaving there, he went, as he so often did, to the Mount of Olives. The disciples followed him. When they arrived at the place, he said, pray that you don't give in to temptation. He pulled away from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and prayed, Abba, remove this cup from me, but please, not what I want, what do you want? At once, an angel from heaven was at his side, strengthening him. He prayed on all the harder. Sweat wrung from him like drops of blood poured off his face. He got up from prayer, went back to the disciples, and found them asleep, drugged by grief. He said, what business do you have sleeping? Get up. Pray so you won't give in to temptation. No sooner were the words out of his mouth than a crowd showed up, Judas, the one from the twelve, in the lead. He came right up to Jesus to kiss him. Jesus said, Judas, you would betray the son of humanity with a kiss? When those with him saw what was happening, they said, Jesus, shall we fight? One of them took a swing at the chief priest's servant and cut off his right ear. Jesus said, let them be, even in this. Then touching the servant's ear, he healed him. Jesus spoke to those who had come, high priests, temple police, religion leaders. What is this, jumping me with swords and clubs as if I were a dangerous criminal? Day after day, I've been with you in the temple, and you've not so much as lifted a hand against me. But do it your way. It's a dark night, a dark hour.
Arresting Jesus, they marched him off and took him into the house of the chief priest. Peter followed, but at a safe distance. In the middle of the courtyard, some people had started a fire and were sitting around it, trying to keep warm. One of the serving maids sitting at the fire noticed him, then took a second look and said, this man was with him. He denied it. Woman, I don't even know him. A short time later, someone else noticed him and said, you're one of them. But Peter said, I am not. About an hour later, someone else spoke up really adamantly. He's got to be with him. He's got Galilean written all over him. And Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. At that very moment, the last word, hardly off his lips, a rooster crowed. Just then, Jesus turned and looked at Peter. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to him. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. He went out and cried and cried and cried. And cried and cried and cried. The ones in charge of Jesus began poking fun at him, slapping him around. They put a blindfold on him and taunted, Who hit you this time? They were having a grand time with him.
Pilate went back into the palace and called for Jesus. He said, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Are you saying this on your own, or did others tell you this about me? Pilate said, Do I look like a Jew? Your people and your high priests turned you over to me. What did you do? My kingdom, said Jesus, doesn't consist of what you see around you. If it did, my followers would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over to the crowds. But I'm not that kind of king, not the world's kind of king. Then Pilate said, so are you a king or not? Jesus answered, you tell me. Because I am king, I was born and entered the world so that I could witness to the truth. Everyone who cares for truth, who has any feeling for the truth, recognizes my voice. Pilate said, what is truth? Then he went back out to the leaders and the crowd and told them, I find nothing wrong in this man. It's your custom that I pardon one prisoner at Passover. Do you want me to pardon the king of the Jews?
according to Luke and Matthew. Then Pilate called in the high priests, rulers, and the others, and said, You brought this man to me as a disturber of the peace. I examined him in front of all of you and found there was nothing to your charge, and neither did Herod, for he has sent him back here with a clean bill of health. It's clear that he's done nothing wrong, let alone anything deserving death. I'm going to warn him to watch his step and let him go. At that, the crowd went wild. Give us Barabbas. Barabbas had been thrown in prison for starting a riot in the city and for murder. Pilate still wanted to let Jesus go and so spoke out again. But they kept shouting back, Barabbas, give us Barabbas. Then what do I do with Jesus, the so-called Christ? They all shouted, nail him to the cross. He objected, but for what crime? But they yelled all the louder, nail him to a cross. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere and that a riot was imminent, he took a basin of water and washed his hands in full sight of the crowd, saying, I'm washing my hands of responsibility for this man's death. From now on, it's in your hands, your judge and jury. The crowd answered, we'll take the blame, we and our children after us. Then he pardoned Barabbas, but he had Jesus whipped and then handed over for crucifixion.
The soldiers took Jesus into the palace, called Praetorium, and called together the entire brigade. They dressed him up in purple and put a crown plated from a thorn bush on his head. Then they began their mockery. Bravo, king of the Jews. They banged on his head with a club, spit on him, and knelt down in mock worship. After they had had their fun, they took off the purple cape and put his own clothes back on him. Then they marched out to nail him to the cross. As they led him off, they made Simon, a man from Cyrene who happened to be coming in from the countryside, carry the cross behind Jesus. A huge crowd of people followed, along with many weeping and carrying on.
the shadow of the cross, according to Luke. Two others, both criminals, were taken along with him for execution. When they got to the place called the Skull, they crucified Jesus along with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus prayed, Abba, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. The soldiers and the others divided his clothes and threw dice for them. The people stood there, staring at Jesus. And the ringleaders made faces, taunting. He saved others. Let him save himself, the Messiah of God. Huh. The chosen. Ha. The soldiers also came up and poked fun at him, making a game of it. They toasted him with sour wine. So you're the king of the Jews. Save yourself. Printed over him was a sign, I-N-R-S, in Latin. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging alongside cursed him. Some Messiah you are. Save yourself, save us. But the others, the one on the other side, said, shut up. Have you no fear of God? You're getting the same as him. We deserve this, but not him. He did nothing to deserve this. Then he said, Jesus, remembering me when you enter your kingdom. And Jesus answered, don't worry, I will. Today, you will join me in paradise. The Shadow of Death, according to Luke. By now it was noon. The whole earth became dark. The darkness lasting three hours, a total blackout. The temple curtain split right down the middle. Jesus called loudly, Abba, I place my life in your hands. Then he breathed his last. When the captain there saw what happened, he honored God. This man was innocent, a good man and innocent. All who had come around as spectators to watch the show, when they saw what actually happened, were overcome with grief and headed home. Those who knew Jesus well, along with the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a respectful distance and kept vigil. There was a man by the name of Joseph, a member of the high council, a man of good heart and good character. He had not gone along with the plans and actions of the council. His hometown was the Jewish village of Ramithia. He lived in alert expectation of the kingdom of God. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Taking him down, he wrapped him in a linen shroud and placed him in a tomb chiseled into the rock, a tomb never yet used. It was the day before Sabbath, the Sabbath just about to begin. <laughs> 